Hey, you're listening to the Winnipeg Music Project, where music making matters. I'm your host, Ashley Bienyage. Each episode features interviews with local music makers in hopes to connect the vibrant Winnipeg music scene with listeners like you. Through stories of songwriting, album releases, and touring, listen to the unique journeys of local artists who love what they do. Delacky from the Jerry Hatricks. How are you? Good, thanks. How are you? I'm good. Thank good. you so much for coming all the way down to campus to chat with me. Yeah, thanks for having me. Happy yeah. to be here. Yeah, and this is going to be fun. Um, so, how's it going? It's going very good. <laughs> yeah, the weather was great today. Enough, it, enough rain for a bit. Did it rain today? It didn't, no. Oh, good. Yeah, I, was like, I don't remember it raining, but I spend all my hours indoors. Okay, cool. Yeah, the only time I'm outside is to walk to the car and then to the building and then back. Nice. So, because you can tell from my pasty complexion, those who are listening can tell. Yeah. Um, I don't go outside very often, but I'm glad that it's not raining. I'm glad that it's not snowing. Yeah. Um, it's coming though. I heard this weekend possibly Ooh. snow, oh, okay. but well. who knows? Well, enjoy this beautiful weather while it lasts. Yeah. Because it won't last. And then we will have to talk about how cold we are. That's right. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> um, so you have a busy weekend, though. You're getting ready for it, right? That's right, yeah. yeah. What's yeah. going on? Uh, this weekend, we're releasing our EP, um, five songs. This is our first one with the Jerry Hatricks full band. And it'll be at the Handsome Daughter. Really enjoy that venue. It's just always a good time. Mm-hmm. And, uh, yeah. And we're playing with the Skylar Bouchard Band and the Harry Prairies. Harry Prairies. Yeah. Love it. Yes. Yeah. That's an amazing name. So for those who are just chiming in, how would you describe your sound or this or what can people expect when they go to this EP release? Okay, cool. Yeah, with us, um, it's kind of like it's folky. It's rock. There's definitely some punk influence in there. There's even a little bit of ska influence in there. Oh. Um it's a lot of fingerstyle guitar playing and the bass lines are busy, but catchy and groovy also and uh drum drum beats keep the keep the tunes going and then we're we're doing vocal harmonies and sometimes triple harmonies mm. it's uh it's pretty fun yeah yeah i would hope so if you're yeah. gonna you know invest time and money and everything <laughs> i yeah. hope it'd be fun because like oh, actually i kind of hate it <laughs> <laughs> yeah yeah i love doing it can't stop doing that for me music's definitely the thing that keeps me sane and Right. Yeah. Yeah. For you sure. Know what that's like. For I totally. Sure. Yeah. And if, even if you wanted to quit, you find yourself keep going back to it. Yeah. So I totally yeah. get it. Um, how did you get involved in music? I think it's always been in my blood for sure. Um, it's in the family. Okay. Um, how so? Actually, I'm just tr- starting to get more and more into uh, Sarah Degas. Mm-hmm. She's. I think she lives in L.A. And uh, her brother Christian Degas and. Uh, they were, so I got to do a lot more digging because they were very busy in, in uh, all kinds of festivals and she's still playing and Christian's still involved. Um, Folk Fest and even a lot bigger festivals, I'm pretty sure. Um, and then their dad, uh, Norman, has like a recording studio and he's, and that's just like a small piece of it, I guess. Um, 
family stuff anyways my dad played music as well um accordion and then with me it like started with just recorder in elementary school and eventually turned into trombone and then bass in the jazz band and guitar came a little bit after that mm. and so yeah I've, I've just always been okay so like the natural yeah, yeah the natural progression is recorder and then <laughs> yeah. trombone and then bass you said yeah bass in the jazz band okay so you started with bass before guitar kind of uh actually i probably picked up a bass first but um but then bass was pretty quick to follow too okay and and what what drew you to i was gonna say trombone but let's talk about the bass what, <laughs> what drew you to um to the bass to the bass there was an open spot in jazz band open spot yeah. in jazz band <laughs> and then also um uh, like a heavier metal band I was in before we needed a bass player and I I kind of um, took the position for that too it was a three-piece progressive metal technical band used to be in there okay. probably 10 years ago so so you were in a metal band and then you needed a bass yeah we uh so what were you doing before the bass I was playing guitar in other bands as well I and then see. I guess there's there was a lot of guitar players in the group of friends and stuff and as there usually is, yeah. yeah. <laughs> so someone had to play the bass, and yeah. Um, you pulled the short string. Yeah, and then it grew <laughs> on me, and I just I love bass too, and I think bass is really important. Yeah. So. It's a rhythm section. That's right. Makes a good band as a rhythm section. Yeah. Right. Uh, I stole that from Quentin Blair. He told me that. Um, nice. Yeah. So I I've heard that before though. People will kind of make fun of the bass, and then they learn about they start playing it, and they're like, oh, this is actually a really great instrument. Yeah. And. I personally, if I ever learn either instrument, it's going to be the bass because I just, I love how big they are and how, like, I have big hands. Yeah. Um, it helps with playing the piano. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> I remember the first time a teacher told me that I had big hands. I was so offended, but it <laughs> works out. Yeah. But they're really cool. And then it's so low and it's just kind of like really important. And there are many girl bass players. So. Yeah. Yeah, it's cool. super cool. So maybe you can show me something because I don't know how to play. Yeah, maybe. Cool. Great. <laughs> yeah. But after the release. Yeah, right. So. Yeah. You were playing in a metal band at some point. Yeah. Um. How did you get involved in such a heavy genre? Like I'm. Yeah. You I, went from jazz band. Yeah. To metal. Yeah. Like I played jazz in the band, but I always at that time, I listened to metal too, and it was like all. I don't even know if it was if you'd call it metal because it was almost like. Hard rock, harder rock, I guess. Okay. So I think in metal, it's almost like hair. You start to think like hair metal, and I don't know. I guess just I heavier, know. heavier music. But okay. And then uh, like, like, what kind of music at the time were you listening to then? Like, what could you relate it to in terms of like other bands? Like I, I, I really loved uh, Daftones for a long time, and like, I guess like Slipknot actually influenced okay. me quite a bit, surprisingly, and um, bands like along that genre there. Mm-hmm. And so, um, how did that go, or how did that develop into performing solo as like under your own name for a little bit? Yeah, the first the first solo performance I that I can remember was um, in high school. The at, at a, I think it was like a lunch hour thing. The, we were playing in the band, and it was the heavier music. And then we had sort of a solo acoustic song that I I threw in there. And that's that's the first time I played it, but I guess I was playing before that. I don't know. 
Okay. You don't know how you're just like, oh, suddenly I'm solo. What happened? Yeah. Where did everybody go? What did happen? <laughs> Man, I don't know. So was this need to perform like always there? Like even when you're younger, you, you knew you were going to go on stage or was it like an accident when you're like, hey, we're starting a band and you're like, okay, I guess I'm going to perform. Like how did that develop? I definitely always, um, when I picked up the guitar, I was hooked on it. I didn't really know that I would be, I didn't have even the pull really to be, to play in front of people. Just kind of happened as I guess, I guess as the band grew up and we started to slowly play out a little bit, but. What kind of, what kind of shows were you playing at the beginning? Uh, actually in that band, we, we played quite a bit at like the zoo and Aussies. Really? Were you old enough? I think we were old enough. Okay, good. I'm just making yeah. sure. Just still yeah. checking. Yeah. Because we're still in high school at this point, right? Were we? Yeah. Yeah? Okay. I'm just I'm just creating no. a timeline so I can just know everything about you. So. Wait. No, this band actually was after high school. It was kind of in high school. You graduated you right. and you're still... Okay. Yeah. Yeah. So I guess it was kind of after that we started playing there. Mm-hmm. R.I.P. Zoo and... Yeah. And Aussies? Yeah. Yeah. And I, I never I never learned about I never knew about Aussies. Yeah, I was just downstairs in the same building. Oh, okay. Well then <laughs> I yeah. clearly didn't know. I've been there though. <laughs> yeah. Unknowingly. Okay. Yeah. And was this was the band that you played that first solo? Different band actually. Oh, different band. Yeah. Okay. We don't have names, so I'm not sure. Yeah. So what was the what's the band that you played solo for the first time? Um, that was it was kind of silly name i guess it was we called ourselves cynical cynical yeah okay it was um it's not silly <laughs> i don't know it's yeah, cynical it was, it's cynical yeah <laughs> and actually yeah like actually yeah the the reason why that band kind of fell apart like it was it was a few things i'm sure you're younger but, and want different things yeah yeah i guess everyone mostly just went their own way there for a little while and yeah that was the high school band i guess i don't know when that metal band started up it was right around the same time though that that one okay. ended and uh that one is called discovenant 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 yeah it was heavy really heavy it was like sounds like a metal name it was mm-hmm. it was screaming <laughs> there was screaming it was pretty much all <laughs> screaming there wasn't too much actually vocal i could just see a lot of flashbacks yeah <laughs> <Just> PTSD. <laughs> yeah <laughs> okay um but it was a really fun band though cool story actually side story because we've gone the geriatrics have, have uh we lost our first drummer it was all on good terms it was just he had to leave the band just just too busy those so, drummers are overworked i know mm-hmm. yeah and then the good ones are in and at least a few bands and yeah you just don't have the time right but yeah he had to leave the band and so, but we all, we had shows lined up already and they were fairly big shows. So we had to quickly train a new guy and reached out to the, the drummer that played in our metal band way back. And he's so busy, but he was able to make it happen. So he filled in for a gig. We had only about a month to train up and get and tighten up. So it was a little bit intense there, but because the music that the geriatrics play it's it's kind of uh I, I definitely held on to the the complexity of the metal band that i was in where we were just like shredding quite a bit mm-hmm. now it's just a different genre but we still it's still pretty technical music and 
So it wasn't like an easy uh, move to get him up to speed with us. And then he, he could only play that one show and then we had another month or so to fill in another drummer. It was mm-hmm. a little bit scrambly there, but now we have a, a permanent guy. That's good. And uh, yeah, he's he's great. Mm-hmm. Great for the band. Right. So why was there this little break in between of of playing solo? If you enjoyed being in a band so much and you're you're back in a band now, but why what what caused this need to be solo? Yeah, what happened? <laughs> Sorry to put you on the yeah. spot. I don't mean to ask you so many. I'm just curious. Um like I I've, I've been performed solo my whole musician career mm. and just fairly recently I've started working with the band and I, I I love that that aspect but there's always a part of me that knows I'm a solo artist. So how did you go from going from that comfort of having other people on stage with you to being comfortable sharing it with others solo? Yeah, I think I think the band kind of fell apart, couldn't keep it together with the band. Part of the reason was I started up a small business with my dad there in 2009. We started up a tree service together, and that took a lot of my time. Right. And that's definitely part of the reason why that band fell apart, but obviously I couldn't stop playing music, so I would be doing, um, like in wintertime we did snow removal, so my my shift was night shift, and I'd be kind of... It's hard to have a set schedule for things, but you kind of make your own schedule. I guess when you're playing solo, it's kind of easy because you don't have to arrange a time that everyone can come down and rehearse. And yeah, if, if the gig works, if everyone's schedule lines up, and yeah. kind of just like, can I do it? Okay, yeah, I can. Let's yeah, do it. okay. So I think that's how, why it kept kept going solo. And yeah, I still love taking those solo gigs because they're just they're so easy. Right. Just like a guitar and an amp and. Yeah. And you walk down and set up, plug in, play. Mm-hmm. So this, the the music you were writing and I guess still performing as a solo, um, what was it, how was it lyrically or thematically even different than the band music? Like what kind of set it apart or was it similar? It's it's similar in a lot of ways to the Jerry Hattricks because some of these songs that we're playing now um, are quite old actually. Old, old to me, anyways, because they I've been working on them for quite a few years, mm-hmm. and then they slowly got transformed into a full band. So it's. What do you mean by working on them? Like, what are you doing on those during those years on the songs? Quite often, I I get bored of it, and I'll change it around or change up some lyrics or. There's. <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> There's someone talking in the background. Yeah. We can hear their entire conversation. Yeah. <laughs> Sometimes some some songs stay the same for forever, since, right. but there's some other songs that have changed quite a few times, or just something just wasn't quite right, and then you start picking apart the song and, in terms and try of, again. And in terms of like lyrics or like accompaniment or both, both. Yeah, you're just yeah. Like, you're just like it's not what I need right now. Yeah. Okay, and 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 what do you find that you're often writing or singing about? I. I find it I find for me the easiest thing to write about is telling stories. Okay. Like I can't really someone that actually uh Dallas Green, City and Color, I I went through a huge phase where I was just learning a lot of his songs and it really improved my vocal. So I don't have a really amazing voice or anything. I just kinda do the best I can with what I got and I, but like learning his songs and trying to be as good as him was uh 
like it forced me to get better and it it widened my range a little bit too that's cool and i still can't like do any anything like what he does like way up there but i got a little you might just have you might yeah you might just have a different range yeah yeah but um i lost track of where i was going here uh Oh, don't don't make me do that. I just like to go for the ride. Yeah. So you were you're writing and Dallas. Oh, you're talking about yeah, yes. right. Lyrically, um, I can't really talk about like feelings or like anything too political or like anything like that. I like just you can't or you won't. I don't really want to. Gotcha. So I I talk more about just stories that happen to me or someone close to me. Or someone else far away, but just, I guess, inspired me enough to write about it. And and then I find just writing about a certain story will create a feeling anyways. And then it's a little bit more open, so you can interpret the song however you want to. Mm-hmm. I don't really like to write about anything too specific, even though they are about a specific story to me. Right. I don't really make it obvious. Right. And like this street at this time, I was standing there. It's like yeah. a, a general kind of relatable thing. Yeah. Okay. So what, and what kind of stories? Like are you, uh, like, I mean, we've got PB and PB and Jam. PB Jam, yeah. PB Jam, which is about making a sandwich. Yeah, kind of. That's <laughs> <laughs> definitely part of it. Yeah. Um, that story was started with um, uh, someone that was important to me at the time. Um, left for a certain amount of months and then when that happens it's like you're stuck at home and it's just kind of hard to uh like all kinds of feelings hit you and you trust you trust the person you always kind of wonder a little bit too like what's going on when they're on the other side of the world like that but um so it is about feelings yeah it is I guess it is. Yeah. I mean, I, I think rather than thinking, I'm sad, I'm sad, this is why I'm sad, you're thinking about, like, the situation that's happening and then the the feelings that are surround that are kind of like a like a, a second layer. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Got okay. it. Yeah. I get you. Yeah, I understand. Uh, I think that's a, a great way to write. Um, I Whenever I try to write something really sad, I don't want to say, I'm sad. Yeah. So thinking about, like, a setting that... And it just kind of, if you if you color it correctly or if you word it appropriately, people will understand and kind of just kind of subtly that's right get those feelings. So yeah, yeah that's cool. Kind of try to put them in the story and yeah, just trigger certain feelings or whatever. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I totally. I get it. You got it. I think when I say that about a hundred times, I just get you. Yeah. Right? And you explained it better than I did. Oh, so I mean, so I don't thanks. know about that. <laughs> um, I think you did a really good good job of setting the pace and then I just kind of filled in the blanks. And awesome. so, yeah, it's, it's like Mad Libs, right? Cool. That's really what this interview is. Yeah. It's a team, <laughs> team thing. Team effort. So when, when did you feel ready to move from this solo performance to getting back into a band, into back into... And who are in Jerry Hattricks? Are they from previous bands, or did you meet new people and like, hey, I kind of want to perform with you? What's that story? Yeah, um, Kelsey is in the band. We're we're together. Um, she sings and does percussion, and we've always we've done a lot of duo shows together as well. And so that's kind of how that was. 
Um, makes, it, makes it easy, okay? Yeah, exactly. We're in yeah. the same house and can practice, and we're starting to write together too, which is cool. Like a totally different. It's neat. That's cool. Yeah, and then um, Kyle plays bass. Kyle Halderson, and he's currently also in Dizzy Mystics. Probably heard of them. They're mm-hmm. they're doing pretty good right now too. Mm-hmm. And um, we've pretty much always been in the same band. Oh, okay. So yeah, like he was in the progressive metal band that we were in. And he was he was in cynical too way back in high school, and we were jamming together before that. So we've there's a pretty good chemistry there. Yeah, we're on the same page of when we start writing a song, it's it usually flows pretty good, and it turns out really cool. Mm. And then um, the drummer that was the original drummer of the geriatrics that we that had to leave the band there, he was in cynical in high school, and so. One day when I when I needed a drummer, I reached out to him, and it was really cool because there was about a ten year gap there, where we hardly even talked, let alone jamming. It was neat. And you brought it all back together, and you're all all these people that are super close to you. So yeah, that's a fun project. You get to work yeah. with people that you care about and who care about you, and more or less are on the same page. Yeah. So that that probably made it a little bit easier. Yeah, for sure. Um, it's pretty special. And then yeah, like we we uh, had to replace him, and then that's when we got that another classic drummer in, like an old drummer, drummer friend, and now we got this new guy Eric Jowski, um, and new friend, and very cool. Like it's it's pretty cool to have someone really new in the band like that too. Right, a fresh kind of yeah take. Yeah, it's a whole he he brings some pretty cool stuff to the table. Mm. It's neat. Awesome. And his knowledge too. Like he works at Long McQuaid, so he's pretty good with equipment and stuff like that. We you guess that discount. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> we had PA issues for a lot of years, like a lot of screeching and stuff, and he the very first jam he walked over to the machine and he's like, Oh, oh that's why, that's why and it sounded it's never sounded that good. So it's cool. That's great. Yeah, he does a lot of sound too at at different venues and Okay. Good guy to have around. Yeah, valuable. Totally. So how has the songwriting process, you said you started writing together. Are you writing as a band or is it just a couple of you or um, what's the dynamic now in comparison to previous bands or your solo projects? Yeah, right. Um, Solo, I I wrote pretty much everything. Probably like 99% of it I wrote. I'm... On the first release there. Who has the 1%? Like I had, I had, um, (laughs) probably more than 1%, I guess. (laughs) Um, the first release in 2018, Calm Cloud, like about a year ago, I wrote all the songs, but then I had Kelsey and Kyle kind of as guests. I see. And they, they did their own, some of it was their own writing. So they kind of, it was like some icing on the cake. They kind of threw in and it was Mm -hmm. cool. And the band actually formed when we did the the release of that album because to replicate the sound, there was quite a few layers on it and uh, probably too many layers at times. Definitely got a little carried away. But <laughs> More! Just <laughs> yeah. this and then add this. and then, Yeah, I yeah. yeah. And yeah, so we had to, we had to form a band to to play that live as, as close as we could. And then, yeah, it, it slowly turned into like an, an actual band and... Right. Yeah. 
So, but so. but because it was originally your project, you got to name the band. Uh, I didn't think of that name actually. Oh no! I think it was Kyle that thought of that one. Okay. The Jerry Hattricks. Yeah, for a little while, it was gonna be like Jared Delacky and the something, something band somethings. and the hats. Yeah, the or... somethings, whatever. And we still kind of wanted to keep my name sort of in the band, but. So I guess Jerry stayed in there, and mm-hmm. then it was like a twist, geriatrics and hat tricks stuff. Right. And so do you always have to wear a hat when you're performing? No. No. <laughs> no, no. And do you, like, do tricks? And no? Okay, no. It's, it might get to that, because we're, we're pretty open to doing stuff like that. Yeah, playing around with it, and yeah. you clearly, like, wordplay. So yeah. yeah. Yeah, just, and then start throwing hats, and, like, No. Yeah, for sure. I mean, do it. Yeah, maybe. I, it might happen. <laughs> yeah, think about it. <laughs> yeah. You wear costumes sometimes on stage, like once in a while. Cool. So you'd be Jerry Hattricks in the Hattricks. Yeah. <laughs> so we're going to take a really quick break. We're going to listen to Sean Perrin. Sean Perrin. So okay. what, what inspired this one? Yeah, this is kind of interesting because the song was actually born when Sean Perrin Videography reached out to me and he needed uh, like a theme song kind of music for like a demo reel he was putting together. Oh, sorry, what? A demo reel he was putting together. For? Like just, for uh, Sean Perrin Videography. Okay, oh, I see. Okay, gotcha. Yeah, he's he's a good buddy, and he also has the videography business. And so he needed us, or he asked us if we, if we wanted to write a little song for one of his... Reels. Reels. Oh, gotcha. Okay, and so, cool. yeah, so it was just like a one-minute song at first with no lyrics. And... uh and then it expanded to a song. We added the lyrics. It's it's kind of interesting. Some of the lyrics are from way back. Like I talk about leaning against the wall and it's it's like it's about leaning against the wall, smoking a cigarette at the back doors of the high school. And and uh Sean actually interpreted it as like a detective leaning mm. against the wall, smoking a cigarette. Like and L.A. Noir. Yeah. Yeah, okay. And there's some other lyrics in there about our uh, our dog that we rescued. His name's Jimbo. He's on the album cover. He's pretty much part of the band. He pretty much is the band. The band mascot, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, we rescued him from Spirit of Hope Rescue in Winnipeg, and uh, he was shot. <gasps> and uh, so he's, he's totally good now. You would never know it, but he still has a big... Uh, scar on his chest oh my goodness he's a pretty tough guy but I kind of tried to write lyrics about how he would have felt as a dog leaning against the wall uh this is like different (laughs) a different verse yeah different verse yeah yeah (laughs) yeah and just about like being tired and like shooting fire because like I don't know if a dog would understand what a gun is but they I don't know if they'd understand what fire is either, but, and I've never been a shot. Oh. I've never been a dog. I've <laughs> yeah. never been shot, but like, <laughs> I would imagine it would feel like, like a, like a stinging where, it, or like maybe a, f- a piece of fire hit you. And I don't know if that's anything at all, what that would feel like, but, and hopefully I never find out, but yeah. <laughs> yeah. Not going. <laughs> so, and I think that's why Sean Perrin, kind of thought it thought of a detective because it's like oh there's a gunshot victim and now there's a detective trying to figure it out and putting the clues together and 
it got kind of neat. This, this, this like detective mystery yeah. tune. Yeah, like what happened to Jimbo up there? Yeah. And and then we just ended up calling it Sean Perrin because that's kind of where the birth of the song started. And Right, yeah. yeah. I mean, you think of like kind of like Sean Penn, like detective, or not detective, uh, secret agent, yeah. 007. Yeah. Yeah, cool. Awesome. So, Great, so yeah. we're going to listen to that. Awesome. Uh, when we come back, we'll talk more about the... The EP release, which is happening on the 12th at the Handsome Daughter with Skylar Bouchard Band in the Harry Prairies. Uh, $10 ticket admission, if anyone's interested. Um, I mean, you're obviously interested. (laughs) Um, And then when we come back, we're going to talk about PP Jam. doing a jam soon right yeah yeah pb jam pb jam what is that what is that well um about a year ago closer to christmas time um we made 100 peanut butter and jam sandwiches and i guess like peanut butter jam the song kind of inspired this and uh you you mean you didn't write the song for it you it was like an afterthought yeah okay (laughs) fair yeah and yeah, so like the we didn't really have a lot of money, so but it still felt good to do something good. Like peanut butter and jam is a relatively, I guess, a cheaper thing to to do, but it still felt really good and it, it actually took quite a bit of time to make all those. Um, and what did you do with these sandwiches? Yeah, when we were done we brought them over to Main Street Project and they feed I believe three to five hundred people there every day. So like every little bit helps quite a bit. Like the number three or 300 to 500? 300 to 500, okay. yeah. Sometimes it's just three. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and sometimes it's 500. They never know. So. Yeah, maybe on a slow day. I'm, I'm sure they don't really have a slow day. It's usually pretty busy there. But yeah. Yeah. Um, And what inspired this? Why did you decide? And were you making the sandwiches? Or, like, or what was that process? The band was doing it kind of all together. Mm. And... Did you just like have a lot of bread one day? Like, Let's just make some sandwiches. Or did you, was this like a, a move, a mini movement that you wanted to just, you know what, let's do something for the community. Yeah, we just wanted to do something like that. And yeah, with like the song title PB Jam, it just kind of rang some bells and it's like, let's make some peanut butter jam sandwiches. Mm-hmm. And was it, was it a whole event or was it just kind of like a informal thing that the band did together? It was, uh. Banded it together. It was, I don't know, not really an event. I mm-hmm. guess we just we just did it and then brought them there, and walked away feeling pretty good about it. It just it just felt really good. Like there was a lineup of people at the at the door ready to go in, and I just I have to because we walked in there with trays full of these sandwiches, and I, I just kind of expected people to grab sandwiches from us, but everyone was really respectful and grateful and thankful. Mm. And they just cleared an opening for us, and we walked in, and awesome. it was pretty cool. So you want to do something bigger this year? Yeah. Yeah, what What do you have in mind? This year, even last year, we talked about hopefully making, like, a like a warm sandwich would be nice. Mm. I don't know if we can do that. Like, I don't know if I'd like to make another large amount, like, like 100 at least of something. It might be tough to keep it warm because we still have to drive it over there. But even if it was another cold sandwich and 
so people could could kind of eat a little bit that day kind of help towards that or what you could do is make a bunch of sandwiches so i'm just chiming in i like you yeah for sure ideas bring your bring your george foreman and then panini it roast it and then give it to them warm there yeah yeah that would be a good idea i mean i'm assuming or you could just make a warm sandwich and then put it in like tin foil and then hand it yeah yeah bring a grill and i don't know i'm just yeah Clearly, I, I meant to help out with this because I have yeah. so many ideas. It, exactly. Yeah. Yeah, it um, good. So, and is this going to be an event that others can help with? Or are you going to make it like a big like volunteer situation, maybe some live music? Or do you have any ideas of what you want to do? Yeah, there's a few ideas. Um, last year when we did it, there was a few people that reached out and they were like, I want to get involved next year if you do it again. So hopefully we do get more volunteers. I would love to, like the bigger the better be awesome um and then yeah this year we're gonna also do a a non-profit show in december as well where all the uh all the money made will go straight to them and then people can also bring donations there too that we can bring from the show to the main street project right. i guess like cans and whatever people want to bring feminine hygiene products yeah. that's a big one yeah i was encouraged that yeah mittens yeah right I saw they posted the other day, like, someone donated a lot of socks, like, stuff you wouldn't necessarily think of. Right. You, you take for granted, right? Just, yeah. like, the, all the things, that, like, like toothbrushes or um, yeah. socks or um, underwear even sometimes. I mean, preferably new. Um. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> but, yeah, it's it's that's really wonderful. So yeah. if, if people want to get involved and they're listening, like, yeah, I have a ton of socks that I don't need um, or I have so much bread. How mm-hmm. can I help? How can they reach out to you? They can contact me directly um, through email or I guess. Um, and, uh, where can um, they find that email? The email they can find uh, on the Jerry Hattrick's Facebook page okay. or you can look at look us up on uh, our Manitoba music page. Also, Google Geriatrics, you'll find us. Um, Not Geriatrics, Geriatrics. That's right, that's right. two words. It's two different words, right? That's right, yeah. Just, you know, putting it out there. Yeah. Um, And if you are having trouble with that, if you want to reach out to me, the Winnipeg Music Project, I'll forward you um, to the correct people if that's something that you are genuinely passionate about and you're struggling with the internet i get it computers are new mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> so if you're having trouble yeah uh and you want to help a good cause i think that's wonderful yeah it just it just feels really good to to do something right there's people don't really have a lot like it's hard enough just to kind of keep yourself going but it a little bit extra mm-hmm. it really is i totally it's like sometimes i feel like i'm struggling i mean and we're all struggling in our own ways and then, yeah. you, then you see someone less fortunate than you just walking down the street and it kind of puts it in perspective and you're like, how can I help these people? And I'm yeah. sure if they were in my position, they would want to help me. Yeah. So I think that, so. That's wonderful. Yeah. Great. Congratulations. Good Thanks. for you. Um, I really hope it goes well. If you need help, just reach out to the Olympic Music Project, which is something to help out. Okay, cool. I mean, we're not like a whole organization. Like when I say we, I really just mean me. Yeah. It's like the royal we. Yeah. Um, Cause it's just me, That's awesome. <laughs> but I would love to help. Yeah, we'd love to have you. And anyway, cool. Would, yeah, great. I mean, I'll just maybe I'll just like do this the whole time I'm cheering and like you guys full, make those sandwiches. That'd I can, be perfect. I can do that. Yeah. I have I can find pom poms. <laughs> it's it's awesome. Halloween right now. It's or the spirit Halloween. They probably have like a cheerleader costume. Gotta. 
You got me. Okay, good. Great. There's a plan. So cool. stay tuned for more information about PB Jam. Um, it won't just be PBJs. It might be a different kind of sandwiches. Hopefully. Yeah. I'd like to step it up a little bit. That was like right. the, that was kind of the starting, the mm-hmm. getting, getting going sandwich. Even yeah. though like PB Jam never really lets you down, you know? Right. I mean, unless you're allergic to peanut, peanuts. True. Yeah. Very true. And is there going to be a gluten-free option? We we didn't have a gluten-free, but we had uh, like a nut-free peanut butter okay. batch. Mm. And we labeled them separately. That's good. Oh, you see, so you thought about that. That's good. Good for <laughs> yeah. you. Yeah, baby steps, right? Yeah. It's the f- only the first year. Yeah. Exactly. Not, like, not a miracle work. Yeah. <laughs> it's tough. No, but that's great. I'm glad Thanks. you thought about that. Thanks. Uh, so this EP, um, the Jerry Hatchick's EP, mm-hmm. five songs. Yeah. A lot of work went into it. Lots right? of work, yeah. Well, you said that you have quite a few songs, and these, are, these songs are technically old to you because you've been working on them for a while. Some um, of them, yeah. Some of them are older. Some. Um, what made you just pick these five? How did they make the cut? Um, when Calm Cloud came out, some some of these uh, are on there, but they're like, they're redone and changed and made to full band modified modified and and some of them are brand new and uh like the ones that were redone from calm cloud were just like it was just the ones that we could picture being full band and the ones that a drummer was involved in we when we uh we had kind of half and half was i guess cajon and drums mm-hmm. our first drummer would kind of step back and forth and like the ones that the more rocking tunes that were had drums in it that's more of the ones that we took and we kind of we just made them full band and right kinda, so yeah are they all like dance tunes or are they just they just needed a full sound i you could probably dance a little bit but <laughs> not really I guess. Okay, kinda. like just kind of like stand in the corner and bob your head. Yeah. Beer in hand, just, yep, this is a dance <laughs> tune. Yeah. Yeah? Like, I wouldn't picture it in a club or anything. No. But. Okay. More upbeat songs, um, where the drums just fit right in, and mm. the bass and. Great. Higher energy songs, those are more the ones that we took. Right. And what was the process for recording these? Did you go into a big studio was it more diy did you think about funding for this project or was how did, how did you go about all of this it was a pretty a lot of diy stuff um and yeah i didn't even really think about funding options gotta get into that stuff it's, that's a big, big yeah. task it's when you haven't done it before it's super overwhelming yeah and, um, a, there's a, a lot of options and it's not free money I it's the you do have to pay it back eventually, so I mean I mean depending on where you go, but okay, lots to learn. Yeah, with that. lots it's to like learn. A whole other chapter of crazy stuff. Mm-hmm. And I mean, for future releases, would you consider it, or was, yeah. were you happy with this DIY? I'm pretty happy with it, but we could always use some funds. Um, we could always use money. Could that's for sure. Use it. Yeah, <laughs> I'm I'm actually really happy with how it turned out. The recording, aside from renting some special microphones to capture the uh, drums, that was pretty cheap. Um, but Kyle has some gear of his own, and it it did did the trick. And then once he kind of did all the 
recording and mixed it as best as he could. Then we took it to John Paul Peters at Private Ear Recording. Nice. And he did, he further mixed it and did the mastering. <clears throat> and that was, the cost ad, adds up pretty quick, but that was a really worthwhile step. I'm glad we did that. Mm-hmm. I mean, just kind of mastering is magic. It yeah. makes everything kind of set in and fit and yeah, it's exciting. Yeah. And, um... Nope, it's gone. It's That's gone. It. Yeah, it's whatever. It was. <laughs> um, so you're happy with this product? What, what really do you want? Happy. What do you want to do with it? Uh, where, like, or is it just kind of like a release you're gonna do and then put on the shelf and then like, hey, that was fun? Or like, what's your goal with this? I was really looking in like a few months back. I was looking at uh, setting up a small tour. Really wanted to. It was pretty overwhelming, and just I still feel like we have a lot of work to do in Winnipeg. And uh, I was actually going to do a duo tour with Kelsey. Get your feet wet? Yeah, because it's just so much easier to just go with your partner. Right. Like, we love camping. Like, we could have even done a camping trip and just kind of do some little shows and stuff. It would have been cool. But, yeah, I'm still working pretty hard at building connections and uh, slowly branching outside of Winnipeg, but... I still do feel like we have a lot of work to do mm. here. And uh, so that's yeah. kind of what I'm focusing on. Baby steps, right? Yeah. yeah. And I mean, having a, a tour right outside of a, a release is great. But if you're not, if you don't have like a, a plan as to why, like don't just like go on a tour to go on a tour. Mm. Like why are these cities important, right? So, yeah. and I think that's smart that you know that because I've seen some bands who like, okay, we did a release, now we have to go on tour and just kind of just went. And if you don't know what you're, why you're doing it, it can be tough. Yeah. So I I, I applaud you for making the right the right decision right now and maybe in the springtime when things aren't as chilly. Or yeah. maybe even during the wintertime because everyone's not really going out for the cabin or anything. And, or, you know, just yeah. I'll let you figure that out. That's your. That's gonna cool. be your thing. I don't know any, enough about. I've never toured. I don't. What do I know? Yeah, <laughs> it's exciting. I love it. I love seeing when a band you know leaves to go on tour. It's like you're rooting for them, and it's really exciting. Like, yeah, and it's yeah. a big step. Yeah, it's it's definitely. I think I would when I first learned like people, I, I saw a lot of people touring. I'm like, oh, okay, it's actually kind of straightforward. But then you really start to think about it. It's a lot to to plan mm-hmm. to go through with to to keep your mental health and everything on top or on game when you're when you are doing it yeah i applaud anyone who goes on tour consistently and yeah. regularly and all the time yeah so it's, it's tough but for sure you'll get there don't worry i think so yeah it's in you you seem like your music is definitely a touring band sound so I, I think it makes sense appreciate so, it thank yeah. you well, good luck to you. Thank you very so much. We do have to wrap up, unfortunately. We are running out of time. That thing that waits for no man um, <laughs> yeah. is catching up with us. So uh, do you have any other shows that you would like to plug before we start wrapping up? Um, you know, just the uh, October 12th is a, is a big one for us. The uh, album will be out on Bandcamp the day before, and it'll be on um, all the other platforms on the 18th of October, a week later. Okay. Couldn't really time it out with the show. It just didn't really work out. That's but, okay. Yeah. I think that's, I mean, you don't have to sit there. You can just be like, yeah, you can listen to it the day before. And if you're into it, come see it live. Yeah. And if you want to listen to everything else. Yeah. It's great. Yeah. And then November 3rd, we're playing uh, Goodwill 
That's a Six Foot Citrus EP release and the Prairie Joggers also. Mm-hmm. A couple guys from the Otters. I love that band too. And yeah. Be cool. That's awesome. Yeah. So Great. those are main things to look forward to for mm-hmm. us. Cool. And but make sure you follow Jerry Hatrix on Facebook and Instagram. Yeah. And Instagram. Right. Yeah. I knew that. Um, yeah. Please do. Yeah. And they're gonna be on. They're on Spotify. Soon. Soon. Yeah, October eighteenth. It'll be on all the platforms. Yes. Yeah. So, um, you can prob- can you could people f- go and follow you right away, or do they have to wait until the eighteenth for you to pop up on there? Oh, uh, I don't know. I'm not too sure. I uh, I don't know how yeah. bands do it because some bands are like, yeah, we're gonna be releasing on this day. Follow us until then. And I'm like, how'd you do that? I yeah. Don't, I don't know. I uh, yeah, I gotta learn a few more tricks. I think. Right. So, yeah. Well, <laughs> in the meantime, you can follow the Winnipeg Music Project on Spotify. Yep. So there we go. <laughs> There we go. Plug that. Yeah. Um, and uh, make sure you follow Jerry Hatricks. Come to the show on October 12th at The Handsome Daughter for $10 starting at 9 p.m. Skylar Bouchard Band and the Harry Prairies as well as Jerry Hatricks will be playing. Um, so it's a great place to, to go and hang out. They have delicious food. Yeah. They have a yummy mushroom burger that's vegetarian that is very delicious. Nice. I do recommend it. Awesome. Um, if you don't eat meat and if you want, you can just have the chicken because that's also really good, I'm told. So Yeah. Cool. Great. Awesome. Well, thank you so much for coming onto the show. This Thanks has been me. a lot of fun. I really enjoyed spending time with you. I look forward to the PB Jam and your album release, our EP release. It's an yeah. album. It's an e- It's a small album. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Cool. Thank um, you very much, Ashley, for having me. Yeah, no yeah, problem. Anytime. This has been fun. I appreciate yeah. you coming down. Thanks for listening to this episode of the Winnipeg Music Project. For more on local music makers, follow us on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. Music by Will and Art from Collector Studio, and a big thank you to UMFM for making this show possible.